This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested. Unfocused. Lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. We want free food and beanbags. I was talking to um, our listener, uh, Magnus. You know him as well. I do? Yeah. He wrote to you on LinkedIn. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he came up to me one day and said that, uh, you know, I, I listened to the podcast and I know it's called Millennials at Work and, you know, it's for millennials and about millennials, but I feel like, I feel like millennial at heart, so I can so relate and it made me so happy. Yeah. Like, you can be a millennial Definitely. if you want to. That's, that's just all about, it's not about the age, you know. It's all about a mindset. There was actually also a American guy called Rot. Rot? N- rot. Like a fishing rot. Oh, I think like rotten food. No, no, no. no like a fishing okay. rot with the R-O-D. Right. Who uh, was uh, not a millennial either, but he did courses. Or how was it? He did courses for people to um, know what to expect from millennials at work. And then what? he uh, recommended this um, uh, podcast. <gasps> for the participants. Really That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. Reached out on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. It's fun with these kind of people. That's Reaching out. Cool. Here are some things that you could read or listen to. That's and we were nice. one of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who knew that we will be a reference, huh? Well, golden star. Golden star for us. Hello and welcome and happy new year, by the way. Happy new year happy and new happy year. holidays. Happy holidays, happy previous holidays and the coming ones in 2019. Oh, happy new year. Happy <laughs> new year to you, ADG. Thanks, thanks to you as well. Good to see you. First time in 2019. That is very true. Will very uh, 2019 true. be your year? Oh, it will be... Um, I hope so. Yeah, I hope that this year is on my side or will be. Yeah, I have a bit um, ambivalent feeling about people saying this will be my year. Do I people be- say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it. that's true. That's Another true. thing that really annoyed me about New Year's was everyone posting what they've done throughout <gasps> the year. The, no one cares other than you. No, but seriously, like the Insta, you know, the the my nine um, whatever. Yeah, favorite, my nine best. No, best, mm. most liked. Why? What is that about? It's I've just done that once. Not this year. Yeah, but not this year. Mm. You know, we all learn from our mistakes. Yeah, exactly. I've probably done something similar. But hey, if you were one of those people, what to do? But if you're one of those people who are tuning in for the very first time, then you should know that Millennials at Work is a podcast about uh, exactly that. Millennials at Work. So what do we expect from our workplace? What do we expect from our bosses, but also what can bosses or, or managers expect from us? Millennials at work, this like generation that we've talked and read so much about, and it's so mysterious. And I think we're trying to shed some light on that mystery and figure out what are we. And maybe we, we speak for many, but mostly we speak for us too. So yeah, that's us. That's definitely us. It's the first uh, episode of two. 2019, which also is supposed to be 
we figured it will be a bit uh, a bit different, a bit uh, special, if you if you may. Um, we'll be talking about uh, previous year, actually, or uh, more specifically about the books that we read during 2018, and why books and why why talking about it now and all that stuff. I guess we can take that. We'll come into we'll, that. We'll we'll get back to that. Should we check in? Let's check in. Do you have one? I do have one. And um, this is very suitable because at this time of year, people often refresh their lives. They uh, focus on new things because they do New Year's resolutions. So I wanted you to uh, check in with um, any New Year's resolutions (laughs) that you've made for yourself. Bam, didn't First of see all, this coming. Are you, <laughs> are you a uh, New Year's resolution kind of gal? I would want to say no, because it feels like that's the new thing to do, to not have New Year's resolutions. But I also, I have to admit that I am. But uh, you said favorite New Year's yeah, resolution. If you, have any, if you have any, yeah. uh, even... Uh, I do have some. I um, I told you before we recorded that I do this thing that every year or every New Year's I uh, read a letter to or I write a letter to myself. Um, so I read the previous year's letter first and then I write a, a few reflections and like things for the next year for myself. It's always like 50-50 things that I've like achieved uh, you know, that's pretty good, I guess. Which is, I guess, a fine ratio. Depends on how many things you put on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's like 120. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this year, there were a few. I would say the um, the one that I mostly look forward to is to. I don't do stuff which is just for, just like without any reason. You know, mm. anything that I put my time in. I have some kind of like a backstory why I'm doing this. What will this be good for? Is this work or is this like a certain hobby of mine? Is this for the podcast? Is this for my health? You know, sometimes you can just do stuff because I don't know, it's, it's fun or you don't care. Like Mm. it's just, just this like that. Uh, So I wanted, I want to start doing something like that and without feeling that I'm not productive or whatnot. In um, in Denmark, one of the biggest traditions about uh, uh, around New Year is to watch the Queen's speech mm-hmm. uh, at six o'clock. Okay. Everyone watches it, and mm-hmm. it's like a, a bit a big thing, and it's always really good. This year it was amazing. Uh, like talking about, it's not important how many how you look or what you've done, but how you treat other people. Uh, talking to kids yeah, and um, so these kind of things. Yeah. Last year, she said something really nice that's linked to yours. She said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, we need to do something that's um, worthless, that doesn't provide any value. Uh, in Danish, you say um, unnötig, mm-hmm. uh, which I really liked. Like that in this nice. uh, world where you just everything you do have to have some kind of value or yeah. have a meaning. Sometimes it's okay just to do something that doesn't create anything or doesn't no. make you better or anything. No. So I think that's a good. Nice. That's I'm, really good I'm on the queen's side. Yeah, then. you and the queen will be buddies. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll introduce you. <laughs> Fine. Uh, what, what's the? Are you um, a resolution kind of person? I'll be honest. I am a big fan of uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I love it, and I've uh, loved it for many, many years. I think it's the. I I think it's so great. I love setting new goals for myself, but this I'm not year, surprised. I actually haven't, and I don't know why. I think it's just, 
I don't really I think feel like I'm pretty good on many things and I don't really feel like I have this urge to push myself to do a lot of things. Maybe it's a bit linked to the slow living. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a few things. I was uh, with a great friend this uh, weekend in his summer house and uh, we talked a bit about it. And um, I have two that I want to share. Okay. One is uh, not eating any red meat uh-huh. in 2019. So you no pork, burgers. no, uh, or- no uh, cows. And no duck. And, um, I think uh-huh. those are the three. Yeah. Um, or duck. Might be. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's quite red. I have to. I have to Google it. Yeah. But definitely <laughs> no pork and no uh, yeah. no um, beef. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm excited about that. Sweet. And then uh, the second one is that I am gonna have. I need to have um, two things less every month. So get rid of things. I'm so tired of having so many things. Okay, and not replacing them with something. No, exactly. So I mean, if I buy two okay. things, then I have to get rid of four things yeah. that month. Uh-huh. For instance, I have a, what is it, 15, 16 years ago, I bought a guitar because I wanted to uh, learn how to play ca- guitar so I can pick up girls. Okay. Never worked. <laughs> Tried to p- play it a few times. Never worked. Uh, <laughs> and now she sits... ratios. Yeah. Like <laughs> now she sits in my home and it's just in the way. Yeah. And just get, for instance, get that out of the way. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like taking the, cleaning up the living space. Have less things. That's nice. Hmm? Less things, less stress over many resolutions, having a few really good ones. I like that. Good. Good. We're off to a good start. Nice. Speaking of uh, New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. what a great bridge to reading more books. That is true. <sighs> I've, I've had reading more books on my uh, New Year's resolutions for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years or something. It's like the returning. Yeah. yeah Everyone well, has that. Yeah. I need to read more books. Yeah. And um, I, I think that I'm at a point now where I'm so what good. I don't feel like I have an urge to read so many more books. I read when I feel like it. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to read more books in 2019? Definitely. Definitely. That's one of those. That's one of the big resolutions as well. Reading more books and specifically reading more. And it goes together with my previous resolution, I guess. Also reading more fiction and Mm. something that is for pleasure, not for work. Yeah. Because a lot of books like, and I think we'll talk about this a bit later, that uh, a lot of them or most of them have to do with with work mm. so or I learning feel like, something or yeah, becoming yeah. smarter exactly or and there's always a lot of like pressure that I set for myself that uh, oh, there's so much out there and like there's so much more to learn and there's so much more like I can read and um, I don't know maybe like um, consuming some content and like seeing other people reading more books you know than I do and, and um, also which is weird coming from um uh, background or like when I was a kid and teenager I was a total bookworm so like also coming from that kind of place where you actually read books your whole free time Mm. and then having a big gap with like no books it's it's also a very shameful kind of place to be with like understanding that I don't read nearly 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 as much as I would like to and that's uh, of course it's um you can argue that it's taken by other things you know and I still learn a lot because I listen to like 
three hours of podcasts every day, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, what's what's better or worse, right? But, but I think books is different. But I think that there is also this um, romanticized picture of reading books. Mm, because you're right, I mean, you can go on YouTube and learn something or you can listen to podcasts or do all these kind of different things. But there is something... Mm. There's something romanticized about reading books. Yeah, but also like the non-screen effect of, yeah. of reading a book, you know. Definitely. Um, Unless you're reading on an iPad or a Kindle. Ah, Kindle, I guess it's a 50-50. Yeah, but even then there's like, I guess, remember when e-books were a thing and they started, or like Kindle, mm. uh, Kindle Emerge or that mm. big... I guess it's still somewhat of a thing. Of course it is, yeah. But it feels like the books as like paper format mm. are coming back big time. Yeah. Like people are, I don't know, 10 years ago we talked about libraries will close and like books yeah. will disappear <laughs> and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I don't know about that. It no. doesn't feel like that whatsoever. I so agree. Um, maybe people do uh, read less. But, I would never um, read an ebook. I've tried it a few times. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. It's really difficult. There's something about the feeling of paper and you know having a physical physical book mm. and then my favorite thing it's a trophy yeah i've read that book put it on the shelf put it on the shelf yeah i have a kindle but um have to say it's uh, i can only read stuff for work for it and it is quite short as well because it's just i don't know every time i start reading something from it it's like oh this is this is not that bad and then it just lacks the book feeling and and you just drop it. I agree. Out with the Kindle, in with the books. Oh, yes. Okay, we have taken some books with us, actually. Yeah, we have a bunch of books uh, lying here on the floor. Yeah. And um, I uh, think that we should start with introducing our favorite book of 2018. Oof. How does that sound? Yes, please go first. I can go first. Uh, this is uh, a book uh, called Reinventing Organizations. I think I've talked a bit about mm-hmm. it maybe in the podcast before. Might be so. It's written about, or uh, it's written um, by Frederick Laloux. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, new um, organizational structures. And it's uh, describing what uh, he has um, described as teal organizations, which is a bit of a um i think he has a i think he has a description i'll just find it mm-hmm. i have it here teal organizations they have three major breakthroughs one is self-management so for instance self-managing teams mm. that there's no uh, you don't have to go through a boss to get something uh, permission to do something mm. you have the complete authority to do whatever you want uh, which leads to um, greater responsiveness. I mean, you can act faster, you, uh, faster. You can do things um, in a faster way, um, mm. which is crucial for for organizations in in this day and age. Um, the other one is wholeness, and it's about bringing the full self, uh, the whole self. Uh, they all often say to work. Um, we often talk about, or in the book they talk about, you can bring your professional your uh, your your professional self to work. You can bring your uh, your personal self, and you can bring your whole whole self to work. And this is yeah, about what does that mean? Yeah, but that means that you're not afraid to bring your weaknesses and strengths and your worries, mm-hmm. because it's going to make uh, you uh, and the team and the organization stronger by sharing all these kind of things. So uh, it's a bit about that, uh, and that's also 
you know, a bit spiritual, a bit, um, it's a bit hyper island, you know, not being yeah. afraid of having doubts and mm-hmm. um, seeing how you feel. And then there's the evolutionary purpose. So they have a, um, a purpose of the organization that everyone in the organization believe in and work for mm-hmm. and have that as, as a guiding star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then has a bunch of great examples of teal organizations and how they run their uh, businesses. Uh, and um, yeah, my favorite book, really inspired by changing the way that how we work and, and why people work. Sweet. How, what is it called again? Re- it's called Reinventing Organizations, a guide to creating organizations inspired by the next stage of human consciousness. Jeez. Whew. Who should read this book? People uh, that are interested in um, organizational design, uh, people that are interested in new ways of working. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Sweet. Future of work, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, that's my favorite book. Good one. You'll go. Hmm, I had a hard time f- like deciding between two, but I will take this one because it's, uh, I think, a bit different from maybe other things that we will talk about today. Um, it's called... Uh, out on the wire and uh, it's written by jessica abel she is uh, uh she's a writer but she's also a comic uh how do you call it? comic illustrator illustrator yeah how's it called comic artist uh and i've never written i've never written obviously i've never written one but i've never read a comic book and uh before i because uh, this book is all about storytelling in Uh, but it's uh, written as a comic exactly it's written as a comic and it's a fun way uh, to learn yeah it was actually very easy to kind of understand the point or like get the point and like understand the story from the comic because i don't know maybe it's just part of me just like where are the pictures but here there were plenty of those but it's all about storytelling for radio which um, obviously goes along with the whole uh, podcast obsession but um which I thought was pretty interesting was that uh, what she did was she basically hanged out with the producers of, um, I would say, like five best podcasts in the world, meaning best in the storytelling aspect. So so the for for example, Ira Glass, who's like the uh, who's the creator behind This American Life, he's like the the godfather he's the godfather and he's kind of following her through the journey through the whole book and in general i think for everyone who's interested in radio and in storytelling and how like how story differs from a topic and that kind of things and also put together and like presented in a very simple way so maybe if you're if you've read shitloads of things about it maybe don't bother but for me because this is very like uh I'm early in the process. This was super nice because it's about people whose work I really appreciate, but also fun concept with the comics and a lot of... That's the good thing about books as well. You can highlight stuff, you know? Here I've highlighted yeah, in those little like talk bubbles or how are they called. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of learnings. Uh, anyways, so out on the wire. And that's for people who are interested in podcasts, but also storytelling in general. Exactly, and radio. I would say. Let's just go through some of them. Mm. I'm thinking I'm going to start with this one. It's called Holacracy by Brian J. Robertson. 
And it's very uh, similar to uh, the one that I just talked about, but it's a different way of organizing uh, organizations and structuring organizations, mm. uh, giving more responsibility uh, to um, teams, self-managing teams and these kind of things. A completely new way of um, um, designing your organization. Uh, for instance, the, the company Sappos that sells shoes, mm-hmm. quite famous for their um, great uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. If you anyone heard about that. Uh, tried this and they had some struggles with it but it's really interesting uh, and if you're interested in yeah organizational design that's a good holacracy. one that was holacracy it's such a nice uh, pocket size or is it called is this called pocket size i think it's a bit, a bit larger than larger pocket than. size anyways it's a good uh, good um, size of a book then i'll i'll uh, throw in an old one a mm-hmm. classic, classic. this is this is for people if you haven't already uh, read this book, you need to, because otherwise you can't follow along what people talk about. It's, of course, uh, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Boom! And it's not like, I think it's an amazing book, but it's just, this is this is New Business 101. If you mm-hmm. haven't read this, then you, then you can't understand the, what 90% of uh, marketeers and businesses are talking about today. Yeah. So if you haven't read it, read it. It's uh, You have to... Mm. You have to have read that. Then I'm going to throw in a uh, f- fiction book that I read mm-hmm. um, when I was uh, on my way home from Portugal uh, from a surf trip this summer. The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger mm. uh, about this uh, psychotic uh, guy who is um, just <sighs> completely crazy but also very lovable. And it's about uh, he's telling a story um, about uh, his life, pretty much how he um, went to New York, I think, mm. and meets a lot of different people. And it's just written in a really fun and like um, it's written in a really fun way. Mm. And it was a pleasure to read and pretty fast mm. and a classic. Mm. It's one of my favorite books ever. I, I love it so much. It's one of those that you can also reread yeah. like over and over again, but like a different t- at least for me, at different times of my life it meant different stuff where I like I took it in completely differently. Mm-hmm. I think first time I read it somewhere like I was probably 15 years old and then like in university and it was completely different experiences okay. and it's it's so fun with those kind of books because you I don't know, you relate to that character a lot. Yeah. I think or most people probably would find something there. So. That was the f- one of the first books when um, that I read after um, deciding that I needed to read exactly like you more fiction books mm. instead of just always reading to learn something and yeah. mark everything and like this is important. Mm. I mean, just read something for the sake of a good story and relaxing. Yeah. So um yeah. Make I think tips. I'll uh, give you the word mm. share a few ones yes uh, talking about the classics but the classics in the more like uh, uh, I, s- I, I hate the word self-help but let's say business books right self-help is okay i think it's a category it is a category yeah. like i mean uh, this one has it on the back self-help and it may be it a does? bit yeah somewhere there in the back and it made me shrug self-help a bit. mm-hmm well, anyways. <laughs> How do you feel about self-help books I don't know. in general? I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel fine. I'm nothing against people reading them and I obviously read them as well. Or uh, some of my books are like that. 
But I have to be honest, <laughs> I had one very low point uh, one evening where I looked at my uh, books and the and uh, and I saw that a few a uh, few books had this like label self help. I started I started crying and I, like I said something about like I didn't think that I will be a person who will need self help books because like my whole life it's been kind of a you know you you buy them if you kind of figure out your life if you like need someone else to kind of show you like what to do or stuff which is kind of true but, <laughs> but I would also but why is it bad but I know? would also say on the on the uh, I mean if you look at it in a different way it's also people that wants to get the most out of their life I yeah, mean it's so also that. proactive people to say I mm. want to you know live a better life so yeah. I agree. There's something around the whole idea of self-help yeah, books and itself. like the whole idea of mm. creating a business about um, getting people out of their miseries by reading yeah. a book. Maybe it takes something else, but I I agree. There's both good and bad. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of bullshit in those, but there's definitely a few really good ones. So just if people can get something out of them, yeah, go knock go yourself for out. It. Knock. Knock, 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 knock. Who's there? Uh, who's there? There's a, there's a classic. Yeah, as I said, um, talking about the business books and stuff like that. How to win friends and influence people. Written classic. in uh, that's a, that's a proper classic, right? When is it written exactly? Thirty something, I think. Wait a sec. Uh, thirty six, nineteen thirty six. And still works by by uh, Dale Carnegie, of course. Did you go through all of it? Yes, um, that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's a small book. It's a quite a short book. Uh, the the thing with it is that it's written in that kind of style, right? It's written in this very like business manly perspective, and 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 a lot of like those examples are very like old school, obviously. But I think what is cool about this book is that if you look, if you read this one, and then you read or you maybe have previously read the other like business books and like anything that's written nowadays a lot of that stuff comes from this kind of the 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 it's the OG yeah exactly like the basics is here and there may be influence from this kind of uh from Dale Carnegie and and, and his work and it's a lot to do with listen uh, more than you talk you know and and okay. a lot of that stuff so it's so it's for people who like I think originally it was supposed to be for people who want to yeah for salespersons sales persons sales people who want to sell stuff better and 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 all of that stuff and and then it's just a great name, How to Win Friends yeah, and man. Influence People. Yeah, it's like that's that's a book that you don't maybe want to <laughs> read It would be crazy to write transport. that tonight uh, or re read that or have written that uh, with that title yeah. uh, today. Yeah. See how people would react. Mm. There's a fiction book called... Uh, or, no, it's not really fiction. It's like a... Fic Comedy. There, yeah, there's one that's uh, How to Lose Friends and something-something um, uh, people that... Um, uh, which is all about his failures in life and okay. like that he's such a shitty human being and uh, but that's a, that's a completely different story but obviously the the play on the words is from this book so that's a that's a classic obviously one that I really really loved was uh, Radical Candor uh, by Kim Scott. I mean, I've heard way too much about this book over 2018, uh, but I have to say, it's it's really cool. 
it's about how to be a great boss without losing your humanity, um, which from the first first kind of glimpse looks like something a bit too high level maybe for me because you know I'm not a boss of anyone and so all of that stuff. But I think even though Kim Scott because she's a, she's been working in at Google at Twitter at like big companies like that and and. Um, even though she's been super or like all her examples come from Silicon Valley and all these big companies, there are some things and some frameworks that everyone can find for themselves and like think about how you are as a, as a, as an employee, but also how your bosses are to you or how you are as a boss and stuff like that. And like, I, I guess the biggest, I mean, she has one, she has this one model framework that is like the the main thing in the book uh which I won't touch upon right now but I guess like what really really stick to me the most from this one was that people like she divides people in uh people who are really productive and good at their jobs those people can be divided in these two categories rock stars are the ones that they are super good at their jobs but they find where they are so they don't necessarily need to have this like constant growth and like getting the best like to the next role and 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 all that stuff uh, at work and superstars they're they're the ones who like to be seen and like to grow and like to like get the next title at their jobs um what are you um yeah good question i i guess i'm the i'm the superstar (laughs) but that's as well you know if i do my work right because you can't get the you're not any of them if you're not doing your job well. So it's it's more to do with the stuff that you always want to somehow please the people who are good at their job, right? So because you want to to um, for them to keep working for you, but you need to know how to or what they actually need. Because a lot of people they don't want change in that sense. They they are fine where they are. They just need more like maybe different kind of uh, help and different kind of appreciation and not for like higher paycheck and like cooler sounding title isn't the fit for everyone. So that was a good reminder, I think. Good. Radical candor. Radical candor. Radical candor. Yeah, I, I didn't know the word candor before I uh, got to know about this book as well, which is uh, good. Straightforwardness, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's one... Um, take that one. Should I take this one? Yeah, now? take it. This one is problematic because it was so hyped... It's sapiens, 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 sapiens. I don't know what I don't know what the dialect was. This in uh, Yuval Noah Harari, his book uh, Sapiens. Name. It's a great name, especially the middle name, right? Mm. Um, sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind. So um, Harari trying to look at ourselves from the perspective of time and history and how little part on the or how little time on the earth are we here and and how have we evolved then again yeah i had problems with this book as you can see i read like one i don't know what is it one fifth of it Mm. (laughs) so even though it was very hyped and it's quite good i guess i didn't get further than that and i'm i feel i don't know i was i was about to skip some parts and then go a bit like later in time but i'm not really sure if i will do that it's just laying on the bookshelf now how are because you have read this as well right no i also only got like uh, one third or something and i didn't really i don't think that i'm smart enough to read that kind of book (laughs) to be honest i don't know i mean it's also fucking long 
It's very long. It's fucking long, it's and it's like font. written in size five or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But don't you feel the same about that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't. Because yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really difficult for me. Definitely. Now we're talking about thinking fast and slow. Exactly. So the next one that because I really enjoyed it, and I actually have one. This is the small version. Hmm. I have the big, <laughs> the big version, and it took what? me. What? There's yeah, a bigger one. There's a bigger version than this one. In like uh, this, that's seriously type five. Exactly. Oh. And um, um, it's uh, written by Daniel Kahneman, uh, Nobel Prize in uh, Economy, um, and um, or an economist, and um, it's about how the brain works uh, when we think fa- fast. You know these things that we do. Uh, that, for instance, biases that we don't really think mm. about, we just do it. And then there's the the part that's f- thinking slow, you know, things that we really need to sit down and think really hard about mm. that we can't do that much. You know, it's about behavioral behavioral uh, design and mm. behavioral uh, what is it called? Be- be- behavior, yeah. behavioral mm. science, exactly. Mm. And um, I just remember reading it. I I read it quite many years ago, and it was just one of those where it was like that's a really fun insight and that's a really fun insight mm. and that's really crazy. Um, but it's, um, <laughs> but it's, it's really a long book. Mm. Cause that's how I felt about it. Like, I mean, it's, it's nice to read it, but, uh, I felt a bit too <laughs> dumb because <laughs> I like it's, um, it's written in a way that's not uh, particular, particularly uh gripping right uh so you just have to be very at least i had to be very very focused to to get in the to get in the reading mood for this one Mm. and as you can see i've stopped very early because i also felt like at one point um i had heard the same kind of the same theory for that that many times I felt like, okay, but will there be anything less? Or because now I feel like, okay, I understood the idea, mm. but this is this, the whole book is about this one idea, right? So I don't know. Maybe it changes later on. And yeah, it, it does. It, change. it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, but I will... it's one of those books I read it when I was in a uh, skiing lodge in the far, far up in mm-hmm. Norway where I had nothing else to do. <laughs> so it is one of those books where you're like. You have to have a lot of time yeah. and read yeah. it slow because it takes up it takes a long time. Yeah. Maybe not the one to read just before going to no. sleep. <laughs> no, no, not that, even close. Not that one, yeah. But anyways, uh Thinking fast and slow. Thinking fast and slow. What about that one? We talked a bit about that A V G. Yes, I um, we talked about this some months ago because, um, or no, first time we talked about this, that was a long time ago. And because I was asking you for some book tips and you were like, lean in is good, but I don't think you need it. And mm. I was like, yeah, I don't think either. You know, like pff, I've heard what lean in is about. Like it's, you know, this chick from Facebook who like, yeah. you know, wrote the feministic this thing for chick like... from Facebook... <laughs> <laughs> called Sheryl Sandberg like the Sheryl Sandberg yeah. no okay I'm joking here like she's apparently she's a big, not uh, a very nice person in regards to you know uh, making uh, what is it called dark UX and like making people addicted uh, uh, you, you know mean? like um, doing UX where people will um, 
continue to use your products and like become addicted. Uh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, it. you know, she works Facebook. on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about it. <laughs> so, yeah, like she's... Yeah. She's a big, you know, driver in, in that. Ah, well, it might be. Yeah. Might be. Yeah, I don't know. But um, so Sheryl Sandberg, some years ago, she wrote a book called Lean In. And it's uh, the tagline is woman, work, and the will to lead. So it's basically about this kind of... She, she talks about her life and her own journey um, and, and how women should be more confident in leadership and how to become leaders uh, while still being women and all that stuff. And um, I honestly thought I don't really need this book because I've never had the problem with expressing my opinion or something like that. And then I read it and it was really good. Because it's, um, it's not this, uh, at some points, yeah, of course, it might be this like peppy, you can do this, but it's not that kind of book. She's really good with, um, I just felt like a lot of um, examples which she gives are very tangible, very like, this is how it went and this is the insight from it. And it's, when it's written so, when it's written by someone who has really, um, you know, gone the whole journey in her own life and is in a very, very high position, like, uh, in Facebook, that's one of the world's biggest companies and all that stuff. I feel like, yeah, you can, you can trust her, you know? And I, I felt like that was actually probably my most highlighted book ever. Okay. Like I have, uh, I have, but it feels like there was a lot of, uh, a lot of quotes that I really took to heart. I mean, have you read it? Yeah. Yeah. I read it yeah, uh, yeah. two mm. years ago, one and a half year ago. What, how, what did it give to you as a... As a man. As a non-woman. As a non-woman. <laughs> uh, I think when I read it, it was uh, maybe more uh, or a broader understanding of how women sometimes feel in a very male-dominated um, room or situation uh, and reminded me to to give space and um and invite but both women and men into the conversation um mm. because i think i mean and i would imagine that a lot of sweets if they read this book because it is a bit you know why um women and and, and men yeah, this uh, is why they're different than yeah exactly mm. these kind of things and um you know, this is about saying, okay, this is how the world is. It's male, it's male dominated at the moment. Mm. If you want to be a part of it, you gotta fucking work hard as a woman. Exactly, and I think that's what I like about the book that it doesn't try to create this world that there, that it isn't there. You exactly. know, it just takes the fact it's like this is how the life unfortunately yeah. looks like. Fortunately or unfortunately, we don't know. You know, <laughs> because at the moment I uh, I got a um, I got a book uh, a feminist book from my girlfriend. Uh, about uh, feminism and that is like I think the author of of that uh, yeah. book would hate this lean-in because she's totally against like why do we have to pull up with this patriarchy and uh, these kind of yeah. things um, so I think that there's a fun clash in like yeah. one feminist way is to say fuck this system I'm gonna you know uh, do what I can to get on top of it and the other is mm at least in, in that book that I'm reading, a bit more blaming, I feel like, mm -hmm. uh, and like 
almost victimizing a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was a side off. But yeah. yeah, but you know, like Sheryl Sandberg, she has gotten a lot of shit of being like, yeah, but she's, you know, like this privileged white Jewish woman. And obviously she's like well off and she can ask for a parking space, you know, at Google because she can. And of course, yeah, that's truth. But mm. if if no one from women in the top positions do that, then it will be worse for the rest. And I think it's like, it kind of goes together with what you're saying. It's more, at least for me as well, it wasn't that much understanding how I need to act, but more like that other women around me actually might feel much less secure than I do. Yeah, And I, exactly. maybe it's somewhat my responsibility as well to like That was exactly out. what I took from it. I mean, that some so, women might feel like, this is a very male-dominated uh, situation where mm. men can sometimes be, you know, assholes or mm. not really listening. And, and then it's also my job to make sure that these women um, are considered and yeah. being brought into the conversation. Mm. Yeah. So lean in. Lean in. Yeah. Also, a uh, good size, not too mm. long, good <laughs> font size. Yeah. <laughs> All is good. Exactly. What's that one? This is uh, also a... Uh, I would say a must read for classic, uh, as well. classic must read mm. for people in the creative industry. It's called the Sprint mm. by Jake Knapp, mm. uh, a guy that you've met a few yeah. times. Mm. And um, it's basically a book on how to run a Google design sprint. Um, it um, is describing both why is Google Design Sprints or Design Sprints a good thing? What do you get out of it? And then it gives you a very detailed um, description of each of the days of a Design Sprint. What do you do? Mm. And then give examples of uh, how um, how companies or how, uh, um, how the exercises helped companies in different, yeah. you know, um, situations. And um, it's just a really fun book and um, gives you all the right tools to run a design sprint for a client or within your company and yeah mm. I just love the way how it's written as well because that book you can totally have you don't really need it's a bit even weird to have it maybe at home if you work in that kind of industry because it should be on your desk at yeah. work because it's such a, like a workbook you know exactly. it's written in such a way that okay if it's a tuesday on a sprint week you just open the book you're like okay bam 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 this is what i need there's like a task list there's a he even has a list of like all different kind of like um uh, you know things that you need for the sprint and uh, it's it's a good uh, like a checklist book, you know, yeah. uh, as a reminder and everything. So, but also just to too. get ex uh, ideas and inspiration for doing different kind of, of yeah. workshops. Mm. I mean, you don't have to do the full uh, the full sprint. I mean, sometimes it's just getting some good mm. insights and uh, finding some small fun examples. Uh, for instance, this one is really really uh, great. Um, how many uh, numbers of user testing that you need? Where yeah. it's what is it? It's about like five, after yeah. five or something, you have eighty percent of the answers, mm. um, or the, inf the the insights that you'll get. Yeah, you need Some to test way. your prototype mm. on five people to get the key insights. Mm. Yeah, that is a good one. And he wrote a new one called, uh, or the author Jake Knapp, he wrote one called uh, Make Time. Uh, that was also came out two thousand eighteen. Haven't read that one yet. It's a productivity. Book, that, isn't it? That is much more productive. Very much uh, Rasmus 2014 <laughs> book. 
very much interested in productivity. So but, maybe but, I'll read it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm interested. Like, yeah, I'm supposed to like begin that one soon. But it's um, what I'm excited about is that it. I guess it is written in the same kind of similar way as sprint with the same type of like this is a here's a framework here's the kind of things that you need to do this is how i'll help you it's not only about like rambling about like be productive do these things it's more like this will help you you know so i'm looking forward to that very much Then I'll have um, one more on the floor and then I have three um, written down that I just want to share very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is uh, called Young Generations at Work. It's a book in Danish. So in Danish it's called Unge Generationer på Arbejde. It's written by Alexandra Krautvald, uh, which I'm uh, actually interviewing for the pod Ooh. Uh, very soon. Yep. So I'm not going to say super much about the book mm-hmm. other than it's um, a book about millennials. Um, it's for millennials, but also for bosses uh, of millennials to better understand them. And I think she um, she writes in a very empathetic way, in a very like uh, I'm listening in to the millennials instead of blaming them, mm. trying to actually understand what it is that they want and why do they want, and then give like a great timeline of the different generations and why are millennials the way that they are and mm. these kind of things. Oh. Um, really good to just get some. Very large, of course, generalizations of of millennials, but maybe something for for the millennials to um, see themselves in, but also especially for bosses to get a bit better understanding of what the hell are these millennials if mm-hmm. they are not listening to yeah. millennials at work. Yeah, if Great you're podcast. tired of the podcast, then read the book yeah. or listen to the podcast with the author of the book on it in a few weeks. Time. Coming very soon. <laughs> exactly, that's really cool, Alexandra Krautwald. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one from me, because it's a new year and all of that stuff. And this one is proper self-help, <laughs> as many of us maybe need in the new year. Uh, it's called The Happiness Project. It's written by Gretchen Rubin. So what she did was that uh, she spent a year with every month having a different kind of goal uh, for herself uh, in life in general. Uh, and then she had like an overarching kind of like a word for the month you know it's like let's say passion is like this month's word right so she's like and then there's like certain things that she'd need to do that month or certain things she needs to think about so basically she saw that in her everyday life she's also this very you know well-off woman in the state like i think she's in california i'm not really sure actually uh anyways she's uh, her life is you know on the paper fantastic but she didn't feel good so what did she do she started these like experiments and obviously a lot of people do that and i guess she's the ones she's one of those that really succeeded with it and made it into a book and kind of shared her her journey and for me i started reading it and it was very much um, it, it's very nice to read about someone who like really succeeded with that uh, maybe that was a bit too much self help for that moment but now i'm thinking because I've had a lot of these kind of thoughts about how to manage resolutions and how to get them more tangible. Maybe I should actually just go through it quickly, like soon. For example, you know, I'm just here. Oh, like there's one opening with March. Um, in March, she wants to, uh, so there's the, the word is work. 
So that's what she, I guess, wants to uh, focus on the most. Um, and then like there are these like sub, not really tasks, but I guess uh, I'll call them subtasks. She wants to launch a blog, enjoy the fun of failure, ask for help, work smart and enjoy now. So that's a lot of things in March. But, you know, and then there's a whole chapter. Very what, hard how, to measure. Yeah. I mean, I guess she must have some kind of like measure meant of all of them uh definition of success or whatnot but the it's um you know in 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 the spirit of new year's the happiness project might be the self-help book that you want uh this year i'm not sure because i only got to march as we saw (laughs) but hey okay i have a three last tips i want to share or three last books or two books and then something else one is, uh, I talked a lot about this already, but the happiness the happiness advantage, huh? the whole idea on uh, that uh, instead of trying to be successful and then after you are successful, then that also results in you being happy, then you should try to become happy and then you'll have success. Mm-hmm. It was a fun book. I think that people should read it. Sweet. Then uh, a very classic creative confidence by the IDEO Kelly brothers. Mm-hmm. One of the first creative uh, books that I read, you know, taught me about creativity is not about being great at dancing or painting or singing, but it's about thinking in a different way. Mm -hmm. And also my first introduction to uh, design thinking. So uh, if you're very new within this idea of what is creativity and design thinking, Mm -hmm. I uh, think that that's a really nice book to read. And then I also want to shout out to uh, Harvard Business Review. I think it's uh, they do some good stuff. Um, I would maybe not spend all my money on buying the magazine because it's shit expensive, but read some of the articles yeah. instead because normally they share all of their articles on their web. So mm. get a um, get an online subscription, some kind of thing, something mm. like that. They have mm. a lot of good stuff there, uh, easy to search for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there was one thing that I thought about. Like, obviously, books are great. If you feel provoked or annoyed at, like, why books and why is everyone so, like, uh, I don't know, into books right now and all that stuff. You know, there's so much out there on, like, Medium and and the uh, newsletters. And a lot of people are actually, nowadays, I feel like, at least this the same Harvard Business Review. And, of course, that's a newspaper. It's different. But... Ideal. They have a really good newsletter with uh, with cool articles there. So it's uh, there's so much stuff that can fall in your inbox without you like searching for it or whatnot every fucking day. So almost too much, maybe. I would say, yeah. Sometimes it's <laughs> if you have a bit of an OCD or like uh, fear of missing out in terms of reading, maybe don't go that far. No, no. <laughs> buy some books. Buy some fucking books. That was a lot of books. Yeah, that was a p- Actually, lot of books, yeah. I feel quite good about myself because I felt like I haven't read shit last year, but I read like, you know, three books <laughs> <laughs> properly. That's something, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, should we check out? Should we do a short summary? Oh, yeah, short summary. Sure. Read something that uh, you're interested in, not mm. for the sake of uh, what someone else say that you should read. So take these uh, book tips uh, with a grain of salt. If you're not interested in it, don't read it. Yeah. Read something that you like and then read some more fiction. 
fiction. It's good for you. Exactly. And um, chill a bit with uh, the reading. You'll get there. Don't uh, don't push yourself too hard mm. to read if you don't really want to. It should be nice. Exactly. And buy some nice tea also. I've been really enjoying some good tea this weekend. Ooh. So buy some nice tea when you're reading. Make reading nice. Yeah, make reading you. nice. It doesn't need to be another Make job. reading great again. Bam. Most used joke of 2017 and 18. Yeah, seriously, that will Make never something stop great feeling. again. No. Of course. Okay, let's check out. Let's check out. What are you going to do less of in 2019? Check out with that. What will I going to do less of? Um... Okay, I will. Uh, this is boring, but you know, fuck it. I will. I will limit my scrolling in some way, um, on Instagrams and stuff. Like I, I will still be there. I don't want to like lock it, lock myself out from there because I want to be, I want to be just strict with myself. I don't want to be like, no, this is not allowed for you anymore. I don't want to be have a kid's kind of attitude to myself, but I want to be just smarter about how I use social media. I don't use Facebook really that much anymore, or like not at all for scrolling. So now it's really just the uh, Instagram. So it's uh, that needs to this needs needs to stop. More time for books at the end of the day, you know. I really want to get the Facebook out of my life, but I'm mm. struggling with it. Mm. Uh, that's not my checkout. That was just okay. a bit done on yours. <laughs> um, I think that I will do less of eating. Eating? Yeah. Eating out or eating eating? Eating in general. Is that smart? Do you remember I talked about <laughs> Ikigai, the Japanese uh, uh, road to a long and uh, happy, happy life? Li- uh-huh, happy. The 80% rule. Yeah. Eat until you're 80% full. Oh. I need to eat less. Okay, there are some, but you work out like a crazy person as well. Yeah, so is I, it smart? Yeah, but I, yeah, it's not like a, it's not that I can work out <laughs> like a crazy person. Oh, and a lot. That's, I work that's out my so, expression. Okay, for yeah, I work out some. <laughs> but I think I just want to eat less. You know, be at that point where I'm eating something, then like I'm actually good. Okay, so no. it's not like oh, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. It's more yeah. like you know. Um, it's okay for me not to finish something. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just save it for later or mm-hmm. for the next day. Just eat a bit, eat less. Okay, that's gonna be my. I think that's gonna be good for me. Eat less, live yeah. more. Eat uh, less, live more. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Update us how it goes. Yeah, I will. I will post picture of my food on Instagram. Then uh, what I have left. That's that's what millennials at work Instagram will be from now on. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus' uh, f- leftover food. Yeah. <laughs> but what our Instagram maybe will be next uh, or the week uh, when this uh, podcast comes out, uh, we should probably um, uh, share some of the, or let's say, favorite quotes from the books that we just mentioned, yeah. as we didn't do that uh, in the podcast. So let's try to do that. If you have anything to tell us or say to us or whatever you want to... Um, Book you know, tips. Book tip, yeah, exactly. If you want to give some uh, tips about books, we would love book tips. That'd be awesome, actually. I do have a bunch of books that I need to read before you give me any new. You want extra book tips, maybe? Then you can also write this. We are on Instagram as millennials at work or mail underscore at work. Uh, DM us there, and um, yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, and a happy new year. Happy new year. Woo! (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial.